Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shook-Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. Today, we want to talk about when you should walk away from your business. Many women create a business to experience more freedom, but can we get to a time in our business when it is actually clipping our wings? You can find plenty of information out there for launching or growing a business, but not many people are talking about when it's time to move on. Not enough women feel they have permission to let go of one direction to find another one that will bring more liberation. This is a great exploration of letting go. If you're enjoying the show, we'd be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to theliberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more freedom. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and today I'm here with the other amazing co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. Hi, Laura. Hello. How are you doing today? Yeah, good. I have had um, a very sort of interesting week. I, I talk about it in terms of like I've really been riding one of those waves. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see how that translates into our podcast today. And how about yeah. you? Yes. Yeah. It's been, there've been big things on, um, in my family life with a teenager and a toddler and getting back into the school routine here. And it's been some adjustments. So I'm seeking out, um, little, I'm kind of escaping from time to time, curling up in places where my family can't find me. (laughs) (laughs) I know that well. I love it. All right. Fantastic. Well, look, this week we, we feel like over the last few weeks, we've really sort of dove into a lot of these sort of bigger topics around liberation related to self and also big topics like empowerment. So we thought that maybe over the next few weeks, we would dive into a little bit more around business, some more practical things. And so today we want to talk about like, how do you know when your business is actually clipping your wings, right? Because I think a lot of people go into business wanting more liberation, wanting more freedom. And they think, oh, there's more freedom in a business. Uh, eventually, I'll get to where I have more time and more money and more flexibility. And then sometimes we get to a point where instead of growing and instead of growing towards that freedom, we're actually getting more constricted and, you know, stopping ourselves from achieving more. So we want to kind of discuss today, you know, when do we know when we should move on from the business we're in and when should we just keep going? Yeah, I think this is a really important question and maybe something that we don't often hear people talk about. There's a lot of launch, you know, a lot of support around launching businesses and growing businesses. But what about when a business is starting to feel like it's not quite the right fit? You know, it's like your perfect dress one, you know, like it was the perfect fit. It was your favorite thing. And you um, just obsessed and ate and slept and drank it all the time. And then all of a sudden it starts to change. I think that that is 
often where people either impulsively jump out and sometimes before they've even thought through the transition mm. or they get stuck there thinking that they're just going to keep working at it. It's going to get better. And it's just going to change if you just keep working and working, even though they might be losing their joy, you know. So I'm glad you're bringing this topic up. I'm, I'm curious what we're going. I have no perfect answer, but I'm, I'm curious to explore it. Yeah. And I do think, you know, there is sort of these two types of people. There's the people who um, get distracted and then they move on to something else. And those are sort of the serial entrepreneurs sometimes who, you know, keep starting new things and don't necessarily get to the success level they really want in any of them. And then I think, yes, you've got a lot of women and I tend to track these as clients as well. A lot of women who you know, they just, they'll, they'll work harder. Like they'll just put more effort in. Like they're really those doers, you know, they're like, no, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to like make it happen. You know, there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm going to find it. And they just keep putting more effort in and more time and more energy. And, you know, sometimes that's not the best way to go. So I think, you know, I want to really talk to those, you know, kind of people as well, because sometimes effort isn't enough. Yes. And when you're really passionate about something and you're determined to make it work, it can be hard. You can be a little blind, you know, to the reality of it um, because you just want it to happen so badly. And it's just easy to keep dismissing maybe the signs that things are starting to point you in a different direction. Yeah. yeah. I also just had a thought that I w was recently listening um, to it's a book actually that came out by Seth Godin back when we were opening Soma Vita in 2008 mm -hmm. called Tribe. And he was talking about leadership and that leaders are not actually afraid of, it's not a fear of failure. It's more fear of criticism. Mm. And I thought that was a really important distinction. And, and I'm thinking about it in this moment now, because I think that there are there are moments in a business where we're so in love with it. We're so passionate. So we work, 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 and then it's not working. So we want to pivot. And some of us pivot and somehow that works, right? People do. You see yep. and you hear amazing stories where they're actually able to do that. And then other people can't, can't quite pivot, can't quite shift. And so mm. they keep going at it. And I used to think that that was their own fear a failure. And when he mentioned the fear of criticism, I really resonated with that. And he said, you know, cause you're, you're already predicting what people are going to say about your choices as a leader. So you have to be really courageous and not afraid of criticism to make a big shift in an existing business, just as much as you do with a launch, right? Mm -hmm. Or even, yep. maybe even more, more so because you've established reputation, brand. Yep. Yeah. So what if people start looking at what you're doing and, oh my goodness, who does she think she is? Why is, why is she doing it that way? That's never going to work. And even if we believe that we need to change, we might stay in a rut that doesn't work, not because of fear of failing, but fear of that criticism of what other people might say about the way we want to change. Yes. And that's actually a good point for a lot of things. I mean, I think we're going to have to sort of dissect some things in this episode because, you know, we've got to look at there's 
sort of generally three directions you can go when your business isn't creating the freedom you want, right? You can, you can keep going and, you know, it may be just a period of time you have to get through to sort of get out to that freedom on the other side. Or you have to pivot. You have to shift something in the current business so that you can achieve more freedom, feel more time, energy, you know, so that it can work, so it can be more successful. Or you have to completely get out of it. Right. So there's sort mm-hmm. of these, these, you know, and, and I'm sure there's a few things in between as well, but you know, there's kind of sort of these three places that you have to look at. And, and it's really different. Like I've had, you know, women come to me who are in like different ones of those. So I've had women who they're just in that time period where they have to keep going. So I help them really just keep going. Right. It's just, they've got to get through this little period and then they're going to get on the other side. I've had women that if they did that, they're going to drive themselves into the ground and they actually need to pivot and change some of their structures and change some things inside themselves to actually create success. And I've had people that I've actually suggested they need to walk away from their business. It's not going to work no matter how much effort they put in. And I think, you know, this is what we've got to kind of look at. And one of the, I guess the, the, the measures I look at is what intention someone has in their business because the mm-hmm. criticism piece is actually one of the things I've seen a lot. You know, people are afraid of criticism. And so sometimes they're in the wrong business because they, they, you know, are trying to please other people or they're afraid of criticism. I see this happen a lot with family Good businesses, point. right? Mm-hmm. Like people yeah. take on their family's business and then they're afraid not to, you know, to, to leave it or to do their own thing. And, and so I, I see that a lot, but you know, also, yeah, they're afraid to pivot because of the criticism. They're, completely trapped by the criticism, the fear of criticism. And I think that's a really good point. And that's one of the things that I look for, you know, when I'm, when I'm helping someone decide what do they do with their business is, you know, what's the intention in it? Is it really, really their passion project? Like, do they really, 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 really love it? Or is there, you know, some kind of fear of criticism that's keeping them stuck? Are they worried about how people might judge them if they quit? Like a lot of people have that where they're, super afraid to quit. I've been on some Facebook groups where there's lots of arguments about, you know, so many people are always so quick to encourage. Like they're always like, yes, just keep going. You can do it. You know, like just just keep going. And sometimes it's like, "Mm, actually, maybe you should stop. (laughs) But they're Mm -hmm. so afraid of that, um, of failing, of that label that they failed by quitting. Um, that it's, yeah, it's, it's that, that what's up saying that, um, you should never quit. Like there's a whole, you know, sort of like paradigm around that. Well, and I'm just thinking it's totally our culture about achievement, you know, our status that we have to keep achieving Mm -hmm. in this culture of go, go, go. And we don't, if we don't value the pause, then we don't even value the stop. Like sometimes things come to an end because it's time and it paves the way for something else. That's not something we have a lot of faith in, in the dominant culture. I think that that's, you, I, I'm really, um, thinking about how often I've seen that as well. Now that you bring my attention to it, we want to be encouraging. Everybody wants to say, keep going. You've got this. You can do it. I wonder why we don't just say sometimes, Oh, it's okay. If you think that your energy is better spent somewhere else, then it's okay to let it go. We actually do have, you know, if we look for it too, you can find success stories of many entrepreneurs who've gone on to create wonderful businesses, like the business of their life Mm. at the end of their career. And they have multiple businesses and, you know, that they had done previously that didn't work. And you don't know about that because it wasn't a successful business. But often when they're telling 
their stories of the different ups and downs, you know, they'll, they'll talk about, well, I had this and then that folded and then I had this and, and maybe we just, um, there's not enough discussion about that until the very end, until that person is uber successful. And so it's, it's not landing on our ears. Like we just think, oh, they're great now. So, you know, we forget that they were human in that moment trying to deal with that. And those were huge losses for them. But they had the mindset that their business wasn't a reflection of their total self, their core self, their potential self. And maybe that's where I see a lot of people get a bit, and I even have done it myself, gotten too attached to my business as Mm. if it's me. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a really good point. Like I, I see that all the time. It's like we start to identify that we are our business and then everything we begin to take personally. If we were to quit it, that means we're quitting ourselves. If, if we were to, yeah. you know, change it, like there's, there's a whole sort of, yeah, it becomes this, this, I don't know, very personal, very, uh, challenging piece. And I think that it taints our ability when we start to identify that much with our business, it taints our ability to be able to make, um, decisions around it that are level-headed and neutral, not, not non-emotional because you know me, I'm all about putting our emotions in our business, but mm-hmm. actually in a way that's widened back enough that you can see what needs to be done versus attaching yourself where everything becomes then really personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an over identification mm-hmm. with the business as a reflection of you. And when you're an entrepreneur, there is a vulnerability to your sense of self, um, because you're putting yourself out into new environments, often you're taking risks. So I think there's kind of this finding ourselves. I mean, I know for you and I, we were early 30s, you know, when we um, launched Soma Vita together, which you had already been an entrepreneur, and I was leaving the nonprofit to become one. But that this was a very innovative model that you and I both knew was going to have its um, challenges just mm-hmm. because it was trying to create something that didn't exist before. And when you do that, you get um, even more of yourself because you don't I think wrapped up in it, you get more of your identity wrapped up in it because it itself is evolving versus a family business that you might have inherited. It kind of already came with an identity like you inherit that identity. But when it's something that you're creating, the more creative the creation, in my my opinion, the more likely we are to over identify with the result. Oh my gosh, so true. And I think, like, I, I still remember to this day the four months that I just invested every ounce in creating some of Vita's brand and what it would be yeah. and the business model. Like, I remember those four months, like, a still crystal clear that it's palpable, you know, the amount of energy and time and creativity that I flowed into Soma Vita. And that's exactly why it was so hard to let it go. Like, for me. Yeah. You know, it was all that energy, all that, it was like my baby. And, and I think, you know, and, and it's interesting because I've been sort of blessed to have all these different perspectives. Like my first business, which was my branding agency, I stayed way too long in that business. Like, you know, that was one of the things where I should have let go. Like I should have let the, you know, the dead horse lie. Like I should have just, you know, <laughs> let go years, you know, into it. And instead I just kept beating it, you know, kept saying, no, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it happen. Even though it was like not a great partnership, it was not a great experience. You know, it was just not working for me. 
And it was not what I truly loved, but I was, you know, just kept on going. So I have had that experience where I stayed way too long in a business. And then with Sama Vida, like I so loved it and I put all myself into it. And when I moved to Australia and just the challenges of operating globally and what I eventually realized is, you know, for me, it was clipping my wings. Like I needed to put all of my energy into my coaching business. I needed to put all of myself into that. And so it was like this really hard realization to have to realize that it was actually keeping me smaller by, you know, staying connected to it and staying as, you know, as a part of it. And so it's been really interesting to have these different experiences so that I could have these perspectives because, you know, there's, there's, I think one of the really important pieces to this chat is that there is no one size fits all. And so these sentiments that people give a lot when, you know, all these people are sort of asking for advice, like online or, you know, wherever it is. And they're like, oh, what should I do with my business? Should I keep going? Should I stop? Well, there's no one size fits all. Like, I can't tell you from a post on Facebook what you should do. And you shouldn't listen to anyone else's posts either because they honestly can't tell you. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Yes. And yeah, you bring up some really good points. I love how you just illustrated how you can experience different things throughout different types of businesses. But what you really noticed was the holding back of your whole self when you were being called to leave something behind and step fully into the next thing. And I think that one is, it's such a, it is a game. And a big leap of faith. And so many of us are just teeter tottering on that edge, afraid to let go. But you know, it's kind of like the one of the best teaching moments I had in my life was, you know, on a white um, river raft trip where they pull over and ask everyone to climb out and we're going to go up climb up here and jump off this cliff because this is a part of the experience that you guys are all paying for. I didn't actually know about that part when I signed up. <laughs> so we're climbing up this very mossy, muddy side of the beautiful river and we come up to the top and he says, okay, so this is going to be um, exhilarating. You're going to love it. But I've got to tell you one thing. If you're afraid and you hesitate, you might seriously injure yourself. <laughs> You know, we're all like, like, oh my God. And he says, I know that's scary for me to tell you, but I, I actually have to embrace, I want you guys to embrace the jump. I, I have to make this clear because that's the only time that people ever fall and ever stumble is if they just get to the edge and they teeter totter, they hesitate, then they're likely to hurt themselves. They don't get the clearance that they need to jump way out. And I think that with our businesses, even more so than the new launch, the new leap that we take when we first start a business, I feel like that cliff and that teeter-totter, like right on the edge and almost like your nails hanging on to the Mm -hmm. earth and you're just wanting so badly for it to be what you need. And the next thing is out in the middle of that beautiful gushing waves of water that you don't know where it's going to take you and you don't know what's going to happen. But when you finally just leap out and you let yourself have faith that you're, you're feeling something, you're feeling a calling, you're feeling an intuition. And I know there's a lot of different um, practical things that we can talk about here, but I just want to bring the listeners attention to you know, often way, way before you leap, where you want to go with this or what you've been, something's been tapping on your shoulder, something's been calling you. And it's really faith 
that you're ready for that next thing yep. and that the other thing is going to take care of itself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really good because yeah. I, I think, I think there is a lot of wisdom that each one of us has, right? We, we, inside of ourselves, we do have all the answers and, and it's the same with working with my clients. It's not my job to give them the answers. It's my job to sort of create a space or environment. And I'm sure this is true for you as well, Laura, that allows them to see the answers that are already there. Like, you know, there's, and sometimes that's a process of peeling back layers for them to see what I can see from the beginning. You know, I think there, there's this, this place inside ourselves in which we hold ourselves back and we make ourselves small. And I don't know any woman who's not dealing with this. Like, I don't know any woman who I've ever met who isn't under some layer that's still keeping her smaller than the, than what she could be doing, than what she, you know, is capable of. And I think, you know, oftentimes the business can then be the trap for that. It can be the place we keep ourselves small, um, whether it's because the structures aren't right for us and then therefore we need to pivot or whether we just need to walk away from the whole thing and start doing what we really want to do. And, it, and I was thinking about this while you were talking, you know, that one of the one of sort of the indicators or one of the things that I think are really important is that you let the kind of impact you can have in the world and also your own personal growth, that that should be leading and directing whatever you do for a business, not Absolutely. the business itself, right? Absolutely, yes. Because I think a lot of people sort of, you know, they get it, they get attached to the business and then they try to make the business work. They try to pivot the business or it's, so it all becomes about the business. But for me, every client I work with, I'm always looking at, but where can you have the most impact, right? Because that will lead to the most fulfillment. And where can you have the most growth? And where can you be the most in your authentic self? That's what I'm you know, my attention's on. And so then what happens is I can shed all the other stuff. It doesn't matter what business they have now. Either we're going to try to make that business help them to have that kind of growth and impact, or we're going to let that business go and start a new business that will allow them to have that growth and impact. But the the lead indicators begin, begin to be the impact and growth rather than like business income or is the business successful. And that's a huge shift in mindset. Yes, I love that. And, and I love what you said about that is letting your calling, your impact, what you know to be true about yourself, letting that lead. And we get a little confused sometimes. And I, I have experienced that. And actually, it wasn't um, until just recently I had some insight that because I was hitting some burnout. I mean, over I've been running my co-working space for nine years. So I've definitely had a few periods of burnout. But then... <laughs> I've rallied, you know, I'm like, okay, it's because of this and it's because of this and, and I've shifted, I've pivoted and it's been better. And then this more recent one, I was feeling burnt out and feeling, um, a little bit less clear about why. And then it became evident that I was feeling what you're saying, sort of a clipped wing kind of mm. feeling as if I was this bird in this building that couldn't get out. And it was so beautiful and flying around and seeing all of this, but I couldn't get out. I couldn't experience more. And I realized that trying to meet the needs of my business, I'd gotten so wrapped up into being a manager mm. and not being a leader. Yep. And it was leadership that took me there. 
I mean, when you and I first started dreaming about creating a co-working space, we knew it was going to be leading something different, you know, stepping forward, asking other people, do you have this same need? Let's create this. And that's what I love about doing that work. And there's a scarcity of, of leadership um, because it's hard. Like mm. not everybody wants to be a leader. Not everybody can, but most entrepreneurs have this feeling that they, that they are and, yeah. and they start to step out and it's because it's a lot of responsibility and it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of putting yourself, it's vulnerable. That's the word I'm looking for. So there's a lot of vulnerability in it. There's a lot of responsibility in it. And so when I had that clarity, I realized, oh, so I've been recently looking at doing that in my current business now. Like, how am I pivoting so that I am feeling more like the leader? And it's making a big difference. And I don't know whether everyone can see it or feel it yet because I've just started doing it. But I can see it and feel it. I feel excited again to want to come to the issues and to figure out. And a lot of it is empowering other people to do the management. <laughs> you know, it's mm. like letting me escape from certain aspects of the, the business that wasn't, it's not mine to do anymore. And yeah, so there's a little personal diatribe as I think about what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And mm -hmm. I, and I think the leadership is such a good point because and this is, I think, one thing that can help people assess, you know, where are they standing right now in their business? And one thing is that you can ask yourself is, is your business as it is right now allowing you to have the most leadership you're capable of? I mean, really. And, and if it's not, then there has to be a shift, whether that's a pivot, whether that's, you know, a complete quit and starting something new, you know, that that's a sign that you are not able in the current state of your business to, to have the kind of impact that you want to have, to have the kind of growth that you want to have. And I think, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's just a really interesting journey, right? Because Obviously, so much of this is internal, which is what we always end up talking about because truthfully, honestly, the internal part is the most important. Like I, I work with my clients on all their business structures and we do shift and pivot some of the structures of their business, which does help for more freedom and it does help create more money and you know all of those things. But it's the mindset shifts. And it's the internal shifts that are the hardest and, and really what all of that's about and why people mm -hmm. haven't shifted and changed already. And I think, you know, because of that, the journey is, is a challenging one. Like it's, it's, it's all about, are we ready to step into leadership? Do we really want to be big? Do we want to have more impact? What does that actually look like? It's one thing to kind of think of it in terms of, I'm going to help other people, right? Most women are fairly comfortable with that. We're fairly comfortable with, you know, I'm going to help people. Like I'm going to have impact. I'm going to help people. But most people don't realize what it takes internally to actually have more impact and help more people. Like internally, you have to grow more and more into a leader. Internally, you've got to be willing to go through your blocks. Internally, you've got to eat, completely obliterate the poverty consciousness mindset. Like that's how you have more impact in the world. And I don't think everyone is quite aware of that. Yes, as you're talking, my, my mind is marinating in that. My body is sitting in that because... Yes, I think it's so, it's so challenging to realize that 
what you are not conscious of. So this mindset and the sense of self, if you're not truly conscious of, of your beliefs or your sense of self, your business becomes a reflection of, of your limit of what you believe you're limited by. You know, it's almost trying to think about how to articulate it. It's, it's as if you, if you have a certain vision of self, you get kind of trapped in your business because you start seeing yourself not as the leader, but just as an efficient, um, like we turn entrepreneurship into some kind of more of the, the efficient factory worker. Like we try to make the business more effective. We try to make more money. We just focus about the P&L or we listen to this marketing person or this person's idea about a new product launch. Or It's like we, we start chipping away at our business and it just becomes sort of the result of that fear of that limitation. When we pull that back and we really realize that this is our leadership, where are we leading? Does it like you said, is it is it giving us a platform from which to lead and make an impact? Then great. And if it's not giving us that platform, then that's where we take a look at it to see, do we need to just scratch this platform altogether and build a new one? Or is there ways we can work or ways that we bring in? I mean, I think that's what I've started looking at is how do I bring in other people to help me with this vision so that maybe I can step forward and lead over here. And then this person can lead over here. Like there's this, what I think is really strong about the feminine is co what I call collaborative leadership. Recently, someone told me, I don't like the word leaders much because I feel like it's a masculine term. And I said, well, what about collaborative leadership? Because I think that's what women are wonderful at, you know? And so sometimes knowing that our business needs to pivot isn't that it needs to close. Maybe it needs um, another angle. It needs, and I'm not saying bringing a business partner in when you're starting to like feel totally frantic and rescue me, but do you need to think outside of the box? Mm-hmm. Is somebody else able to come in and take care of something so that you can step onto your your platform to become more visible, become the leader? I mean, um, I, I think that's a really interesting topic. And I wanted to, like, look what you're talking about. I think we could actually have an entire podcast episode <laughs> on leadership. But just to, yeah, to, just to sort of pick apart that just a little bit. Like, so I think one of the challenges with this this fear that women have of leading, right? Because there is a lot of that. I see it all the time. Like, I don't want to be a leader. I don't want to step into leadership. The thing is what I mean by leadership and what I think is absolutely imperative that every business owner and woman steps into leadership is that leadership is about being empowered in your own self. Like it's not about leading others. That's not the way I see it is. You lead by example. You lead by your own empowerment, right? Just like we don't really empower others through our empowerment. We're this example. We're this guide. We're this support for others to follow. But I think – Leadership is so important because if you're not in your leadership, then you are disempowered. Really, that that's the way I really link the two so clearly in my experience and mind that, you know, this is really what it's about. And so I think, you know, before you can even hire people, before you can take on a partner, before any of that, you have to make sure you're actually in your leadership. And one of the things I think is really interesting as well is that your business is only capable of succeeding to the limit of your own mindset. 
So no matter what you do, yeah, right? (laughs) That's it. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so no matter what you do externally, like you were saying, no matter how much marketing you do, no matter who you pay to help you, no matter what, none of it is going to matter until you actually extend your mindset to be able to experience more. And this is what people fail to see is that like you are the limit. I love it because, and I swear, like, I don't talk about this a huge amount. I know you've heard it many times over the years, but (laughs) I can look at someone's business and tell you exactly what's going on in them. Like I can, I can look at the business and I can tell you where the limitations are internally. I can tell you where the mindset is. I can tell you where their fears are. I can tell you where their passions are. Like it's all I have to do is look at someone's business and I can, it's a complete reflection of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is cool, which is what I love because then it's, <laughs> it's such a good tool for self-development, right? Such a good tool for growth. You know, we can use our businesses as these amazing mirrors to, to basically be like, Oh, this is happening in our, in my business. So what, where is that happening in myself? And how do I, you know, shift that in myself so that I can then shift it in the business? Yes. I actually love that about business. Like some people are like, I didn't think I signed up for this, but the therapist in me, loves that my business has been a fabulous mirror in a different way than any anything else in my life. I mean, you have mirrors in your relationships with your family, your spouse, your children, but I it's something unique altogether to start seeing that you can use what you're witnessing in your business as a reflection tool and as a really powerful one. And like you said, you have that ability to actually look at what people are bringing into the room about their business and you can pretty much quickly pinpoint where that's where people are lucky and benefiting from having you because sometimes it's hard for people to have that insight into themselves. But I would say to everyone listening, the more you cultivate that, the more you think about the next time there's an issue with your business and you're feeling stagnant or you're feeling your wings are clipped, it's a time to ask yourself, where are you holding back? Where are you clipping your own joy? And your business may just be being your best friend. It's really trying to show you. It's the one that's pointing out that you have a little bit of spinach between your teeth. Nobody wants that, but somebody's got to tell you. (laughs) It's the business and it's telling you like something's not right. You need to fix this. And if we looked at that those hard to see messages in that way, Sonia, I almost wonder if it would just be a bit easier to hear them, to receive them. If we realize that it's just happening in our own self-interest that we see these things and they're, yeah, possible, possibly happening in other areas of our lives and definitely happening within our relationship to that business. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the business arena is such a great place for this because it, it's really, it's a power thing. Like it, it allows us to, it mirrors our power and it mirrors our leadership and it mirrors areas of ourselves where we're, we keeping ourselves small. We're holding back our power. We're disempowering ourselves. Like this is the beauty of it. And I think yeah, if we appreciated it more, like we appreciated the struggles more. And this is something I'm talking about in my TEDx talk as well. Like if we only could really appreciate the struggles that we endure, like they are our opportunity for empowerment. They are our opportunity for growth. Like, and they allow us so much wisdom when we are able to get through them. But, you know, 
otherwise we we so beat ourselves up, you know, or we grumble every time we hit a struggle like, oh, my business is doing this to me. Oh, I hate it. Oh, this is not happening. You know, instead of really looking at, you know, appreciating it. And I try to teach this to my clients. And it's really funny when I first get clients because a lot of times they're very frustrated, you know, whatever they're hitting, you know, they're frustrated with themselves, they're frustrated with their business. And I'm like, you know what? This is such a good sign. Like, you're doing awesome. This means you're moving to the next level. This means that, like, this part is coming up to be addressed. Like, it's awesome, <laughs> you know, but it takes <laughs> a while to really appreciate it. Yes. You know? Hey, it's similar in therapy. It's like, you know, you're going to therapy, you're having yeah. all these new insights at first, and you're like, wow, my therapist is awesome. And then you hit the big stuff, and yeah. it's like, oh, this is not so good anymore. This doesn't <laughs> feel very good. It's a little uncomfortable. Um, and yeah, it's like, but that is where, that's how life works. It's like it gives us that um, discomfort because it's right on the other edge of that is something really awesome. We just have to go through that transition in order to to get there. And I think that bringing it back to when do you know if it's time for a business to be um, just let it go, let it shut the doors, um, wrap it up and let it have its day. I think that that comes into as a society is there's still a lot of fear around finality. We just, we don't do death very well. You know, we don't do aging. We don't have a lot of appreciation. We're very focused on youth and vitality. And, and so, you know, for some of us, maybe there is an experience, maybe your business is a place where you're invited to go through grief and loss in a way that you've never done before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a hard one. And I think that's one of the reasons why we just keep encouraging each other to keep going and you've got this and you're going to do it because we also feel uncomfortable. It's the same thing when someone you love has lost a loved one and you feel like, oh, I don't know. I'm so sad for them. I just want to make it better. I just wish I could fix it. And so you just want to do something encouraging and you can't when someone's grieving, they need to be allowed to grieve. So maybe there's something about all of that wrapped up in here too, that we just don't celebrate that things can be turned to ash and then come back. We don't really do a lot of the Phoenix rising, you know, in our, mm. we talk about it. Um, but I just don't know if, if it was, as a culture, we're really there yet to hospice our lost dreams in a way that's natural and feels good and that will help each other do that and then pave the way for whatever the new life and the new growth is. Mm, so true. Like such a good point. And I think, you know, I don't know, I guess, I guess for me, I so resonate with the Phoenix rising, right? Like for me, and, and maybe this is my Scorpio nature, you know, but something about myself I've, is I've always embraced transformation, right? Death mm -hmm. and rebirth. Like mm -hmm. it's a, it's a constant. And in fact, even every year on my birthday, which is um, in October, you know, especially in the U S where it's fall, you know, that's such a resonating time for me. Like, it's like a rebirth. It's like a death and rebirth. Like I'm, yeah, you know, which is the fall equinox. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so for me, I've always really embraced that. Like I know things need to die in myself or things I've experienced in order for me to be rebirthed. But I do find that for a lot of people, they don't embrace it. They, they want to hold on to everything. They want to, you know, it's like there's such a fear of any loss and, mm -hmm. and you don't realize that like things are constantly coming and going, right? Oh, there's this great, this, um, this great quote by, um, the creator of the avatar materials, his name is Harry Palmer. And he says something like, um, 
you know, uh, oh, if we spent more time looking at what's coming instead of what what's going. Mm. You know, because we spend so much time focused on what's going, but there's like constantly things coming, right? But we're turned yeah. around, like yeah, grieving. Yeah, like hitting us on the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. All these opportunities, all these amazing experiences. And while you were talking earlier, I was thinking of like um, – Sound of Music. I recently watched that with my kids and I, I love the Sound of Music. I think it's so <laughs> reminds me of my mom as well. And, you know, there's that, that really part on, you know, for those of you who've watched this classical musical, um, <laughs> you know, there's this part where she really talks about like leaving behind the, 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 the Abbey basically and going to experience this totally different life she didn't expect. You know, it's like the, where one door closes, another one opens. And I think that's yeah. so true. And we have to be willing to sometimes close the door. Like we have to be willing to accept that some things are no longer good for us and they're no longer where we need to go and we need to be able to let go of them and start something anew. And I think this mm. is, you know, where a lot of people hit fear, but it's, it's so important. Like nothing can sustain forever. Not really. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everything is fleeting. Mm. And the more we hang on to something when it wants to go. And I mean, I, I wasn't sure if I would share much about my personal experience on this call because it's still new for me. But recently I did share with Sonia just before this call, actually, that you know, in my business, what I've been doing too, when I need guidance is I ask for, um, my wise self to know. And recently I just had a vision of my business sort of embodied as a woman, just appear, you know, in, in my meditation. And it, and it was really a beautiful moment to realize that I am not my business mm. and it has its own path. It has its own lifespan and it's not connected directly to mine. We're connected. It was, I, I'm thinking now of, I love big magic. Elizabeth Gilbert speaks about how in inspiration is its own. And that's why she calls it magic. It's like, it's, it's, it's magical. It's its own thing. And it has a purpose and it has a way of finding its way to people. And it just asks you to play with it, to create with it. And if you accept, then you dance together for a while. But sometimes you're not ready and it dances on and gets to, you know, someone else. And that's when you see like somebody has your idea and you're like, oh my gosh, they're doing this thing that was totally just in my head. And now it's happening outside in the world. And she's like, that's inspiration. It, it has, it will manifest no matter what it, it wants to go somewhere, it will find a way to get there. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we just have to remember that, that our business has its own inspiration and it's just been dancing with us and it may want a new partner. It may want to rest. It may want to die away and go into something else. And so that really helped me to really feel in my body that my business is not me. It's mm. just a creation of, it's a creation, a co-creation that inspiration and I have had together and it will continue in it, in its way, or it will shift in its way. But I have to get out of its way. Basically I have to get out of my own mm. way. And I think that that's something we all as leaders, you have to get out of your own way. You have to get out of the way of your tribe because they sometimes need to show you something. There's something that's changing and evolving and 
you just got to step back and watch it roll. Or in your words, Sonia, watch the waves crash around you and just <laughs> know that you're coming back up, baby. You're coming back up to yeah. get some air. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think just to sort of finish off, I, there's this shift I would really love for people to kind of explore, which is, and this is exactly what I do with my clients, is a shift from hiding behind your business to being the leader in the world that you are and using mm. your business, whatever that is, as the conduit. See, this that's a very different shift if you really feel it, like it's subtle, but a lot of people hide their leadership behind their business and they make everything about this business that they have. And, and, and so the business failing, the business succeeding, it's all about sort of the business. Whereas the way that I, I work with my clients, the way that I help them is, is they are, it, it's about their leadership in the world, right? It's even why I tell people to use their name as their business brand, right? Because with your name as your business brand, it can always evolve to be you, right? It can always yeah. evolve as you evolve. Um, it doesn't have its own separate identity, actually. Like it's, it is you and you are the leader. And as you grow and change, you grow and change that business. And, and so it's like this, it's a very different perspective when you realize that your business is just a conduit for your leadership, you know, mm -hmm. rather than your business being this other thing and you're sort of hiding behind it. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. I think a lot of people can find refuge in kind of a, they, they, um, in a, in a negative way, like an unhealthy way. Yeah. Hiding and kind of playing small behind a business when it's really asking, it's asking us to come forward and, and evolve the business again, coming back to the mirror is asking you to play and to come out. And if you choose to stay small and if you choose to close a business without something we haven't kind of touched on is if you close a business without reflection, we're not encouraging that either. <laughs> we're not encouraging yeah. sort of a, oh, you're struggling. Let's close the business. This is about an awareness. Yes. And I love what you said about your business is a conduit for your leadership and asking yourself every day, are you still on that path, is it still providing that purpose? Yes. And if it's not, then it's okay to reflect on it and to yes. shift, to pivot, or to completely change in a whole new direction. Exactly. And I think when you lead from that place, when you're, the questions that you're reflecting on are about, you know, is the business still right for your leadership? You know, and as you're yeah. evolving, you know, I really think that's the key. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. To get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes, visit theliberationlab.com. We want to help other women get the support they need to create more real success and freedom. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, emailed us, and reviewed our show. We are so appreciative of your support. See you next week.